On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Siobhan Myers, and we have so much fun. She's got amazing energy, and we talk a lot about how you can up-level and what it takes to get to that next level, and kind of her journey in getting to the level where she's at and what that took in her environment, the things that she does, and how important it is to have people in your life that are going to take you to that next level. So without further ado, let's dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Monatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. All right, we are here. I am excited because you know that the two of us are going to have a lot of fun today. <laughs> the energy that's going to be happening right now through the wavelengths is awesome. And so I am so grateful, so happy to welcome Siobhan. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Real quick, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, who you serve. Sure. I am Chiffon Myers. I serve two audiences. I have a wedding wedding website. So I have the only blog in the world for plus size brides. I've had about 10 years. And then I also serve wedding professionals. So wedding and event pros. And I help them um, scale their wedding businesses to six figures and beyond with digital products. So I teach them how to create digital products, launch them so that they can create that additional revenue. Love it. Love it. It's so awesome that um, you and I have been able to, to meet and connect, you know, with, with everything going on. Like technology is just amazing, you know, and both of us have been uh, grateful enough to be part of the amazing BBD community, which mm -hmm. I tend to talk a lot about on this show because a lot of my guests are part of the community and I'm not uh, upset to say it. I love it, actually. I was about to be like, because we're amazing. We're all amazing. Like, the community is amazing. So, of course, we would talk about that all the time. It makes complete sense. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's been so amazing, the, the things that we've been going through. And I, I actually talked about it on the, the last um, episode, where just talking about how amazing our group is, our specific mm -hmm. individual, you know, chat that we were just talking about before yes. I hit, yes. before I hit record. And how important that, uh, you know, that environment aspect. And mm -hmm. I feel like this is now a, it's kind of a good segue into this. And, you know, through, through your, you know, growth of your businesses and kind of both different brands, like how much has like your environment and the people that you surround yourself with played a factor in your success? Oh, that is such a great question. And I think it's helpful because we were just having this conversation. I think for me, specifically in the wedding industry, because what I bring to the wedding industry and actually what I have always brought to the wedding industry. So when I created my wedding blog there, and even still, there's no other wedding blog like mine. I am the only one in the world. So for me, I've always been that person who is doing something a little different, bringing something that's not there. And then I went outside of the wedding world to really get my coaching, to get everything that I know about online products, to create this new thing for wedding professionals that once again is not there. No one talks about digital products and having that reoccurring revenue and creating those things in the wedding industry. So for me, I had to go kind of outside of my normal realm to find what I was looking for. Be it when I was doing, you know, plus size bridal stuff, be it when I'm doing my online entrepreneur stuff with digital products. And I think that's so refreshing because usually, and even in our group, it's not a lot of people that are in the wedding industry. I'm in a completely different like segment, but I love it because it is, it brings us all together and we're all very individual. None of us are really in the same market. Like we don't serve the same group, but we all do the same thing and it's amazing. And I love that because it has brought us together. And I'm telling you, that has allowed myself to up level. Like if I would have stayed kind of doing what everyone else was doing in the wedding industry, being and only learning from people in the wedding industry, I would not be where I am. Mm -hmm. 
I am where I am because I went out. I found other people. I learned new things and I'm bringing it back to my industry. But I think that's what's made me so good. That's what's made me be able to up-level and thus help other people up-level their businesses by being this whole new group of people. And I love it. And that's what I do now is surround my people who are kind of thinking at a different level. There's no reason why I need to be with someone who is below. And I think someone told me, one of my friends, she was like, Shafan, if you were the smartest person in the room, you were in the wrong room. And I did not get it, I swear to you. I never, because I was like, well, obviously I want to be the smartest person in the room because I want everyone. And then once I left and went and was not the smartest person in the room, I realized exactly what they meant because I now can learn from all those other people and absorb what they're doing. And I don't want to be the smartest person in the room anymore. And I think that's what's allowed me to really up-level myself is not being the smartest person in the room anymore. Do you think that that was like a difficult or was that a difficult transition to, you know, seeking that out to not being the smartest person in the room? Ooh, I think so. And I, and this is just me personally, I personally think that that is what allowed me to push myself more. Because when you, when I was the smartest person in the room and where I was the person who was knowing everything and this, you know, people came to all the time, I didn't push myself. It was a status quo. I didn't have to push myself because being at that level was all I needed for them. Once you step into the arena and you are not that, you know, fifth grader, you're not that senior anymore. And it's like, you push yourself to the next level. You're like, oh shoot, there's a whole new world out here that I, when I was being the smartest person in the room, never even knew because I didn't want to push myself there. Now I see all these other people and I'm like, okay, this is where I'm meant to be because I can see the possibilities of being this whole new person, this whole new chiffon. And that is what I love so much. And I'm loving this new feeling. It's scary at times, of course, but I love it because it, it's, it's the push that I need. It's what I need. Yeah, it's so interesting when you get in these groups of people and you're like, the more so too of getting to know them on a deeper level. And you're like, this person is just like me. And then maybe they have a more successful business and you're like, all right, well, you know, I can, I can do, I can do more, you know, mm -hmm. I can, you know, we, we often get caught in our, our own worlds and just like with the same people that we're seeing. Um, we don't even realize the potential and by seeing somebody else, it shows us what our real potential could be. Yes. And I think it's so funny because, you know, you and I have had that conversation about talking about next level and talking about, you know, that next tier mastermind. And I think that is it exactly. When I first went and we had a workshop and I literally flew in from somewhere else and my husband dropped me off. He was like, all right, I'll be back to pick you up. And I walked into the room, sat down and was sitting at the table with all of these amazing people that I knew because I knew their names. I knew what they did. They were sky way. I mean, like so far away from me. And I sat down and I can remember it. I text my husband and I was like, dude, I'm going to need you to come pick me back up. Because this is not like I was because I was literally that kindergartner in like the 12th grade classroom, essentially, you know, like if you had to compare the two, that's what it was. And I was like, I, I need you to come get me because this is I, I can't I don't know if I can do this. And he's like, I'm gonna need you to get your stuff, get yourself together. Because this is an investment we have made in you. And I need you to step up. And in that moment, I became friends with all of these people that were so far away from me, but yet were so similar to me. And being in the room with people that were having multi-million dollar launches and all of these things, it allowed me to see that possibility. It allowed me to be like, you know what? Just as you said, I can do this. This is obtainable to me. And when you were talking, that's immediately the moment I thought about. And now I'm in there and I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm holding my own, this is great. But I would have never felt that unless I had come into that room, unless I had come into that environment. That's so amazing. And that story says so much about your husband, which is so mm. awesome. Because that type of response, like that's what, that's what you love to hear, you know. And 
That's awesome. So, I mean, and you've said some awesome things about him already, you know, so I look forward to, to meeting him when, uh, you know, soon when I'm out there. So oh, yeah. What, what, you know, come on now. We're going to have you over for dinner. <laughs> yes. But it's so, so it's really cool to be in that environment where people are at a higher level than you because mm -hmm. the interesting thing that we often forget is that if we've never been in a room where we are necessarily like like higher level two and we're trying to help mm -hmm. lower people then like we often forget like well they're in the same situation that we've been in prior they want to help us the same way that they were helped probably at some other point oh that is so true and i think I don't know what it is when you get into that moment, you don't think about that though. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're in that moment, it's all about you. And you're thinking about like your insecurities, your fears, what you're butting up against. You don't even think about the other people that are feeling that same way, thinking, you know what? I was where you were. I was going through those same things. Let me help you. And I think that also speaks to the environment that you put yourself in. Because if you put yourself in an environment that all the people feel that same way, like, look, I was where you were. Here's some advice. Here's some things I can share. Instead of being in an environment where no one wants to help you, everyone's for themselves. But when you find that environment where people are just willing to help, it is game changer. It is life changing. It is one of those ones where that also helps with the up level. And that allows you to get rid of that fear. That allows you to get rid of that insecurity because you realize everybody started the same place. Everyone feels the same way at some point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's so important to like get that perspective that we often don't realize, you know, and put ourselves in those other people's shoes. Cause you know, I feel like I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I can't even approach them because they're, you know, at a higher level than me. I can't even, you know, go, go talk to them. Like, so like, that's a, just like a wild insecurity to even think that that's a thought that comes through our heads, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like recognition of that is like the first step in realizing, you know, go ahead, you know, go talk to them. I know there was a bunch of people at BBD live that I wanted to talk to and I was just like intimidated and I, I didn't, I didn't go up and at least just, say hello there were some that i did yeah you know there was one that i was like in the elevator and i was like say something say something <laughs> and i did but it was still like you know it's it's a it's a scary thing like i don't think i would have done it if i wasn't stuck in the elevator <laughs> you know? oh my gosh i kind of wish i'd have been there and I'd it would have been like that like i knock you so that you like <laughs> oh hey but that's so awesome because that 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 thing that you just said that's the exact reason why you need people that are gonna like push you that are gonna nudge you in front of the spotlight i mean i had a similar situation where that actually did happen where i was at this networking event and my business was still getting started and i was mm -hmm. like nervous just in general even just talking about it and i'm like you know a public speaker yet when it comes to like not being prepared or not having mm -hmm. like an authority, then I get like nervous getting in front. And basically the guy makes an announcement, not my friend, my friend's standing right next to him. He's like, all right, well, we're gonna, um, you know, give time to speak for three people. And my friend like looks at me and he just gives me this look, you know, like, you better jump up here, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh man, I can't <laughs> let him down. You know, I gotta, I got to jump up and, and step up to the plate. And so it's just an amazing thing of, again, just like solidifying the importance of having those people that are going to, they're going to kick you, you know, <laughs> in a good way. And I love that. They're going to kick you, but in a good way. But it is though. And I think that is part of that up-leveling process. Because once, if you stay where you're the smartest person in the room, where you're the best person in the room, there is no one to kick you. There is no one to push you. So you have to go into those environments where you're not like that, so that you have those people that are going to push you. Because I feel like those have been the most instrumental people in my life. My husband included. I have friends that, I mean, like, literally this morning, we just had a conversation. Like, just this morning, 
And it was the same exact conversation I had with him like two months ago. And he flipped the script on me. He was like, I can't believe that you're getting down and you're not excited. He's like, you need, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is what I just told you like two months ago. And he's like, and that's why I'm telling you, because you need to hear it now, just as I need to hear it. And it's like, but that's the kind of stuff you need. You need those types of people in your life. And, um, that's what I'm just so incredibly grateful because there have been some very instrumental people who have done that in my life. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need that, that person that's going to tell us the thing that we know that we've told other people, like yes. that's exactly it. You know, like we need somebody to tell us, slap us with our own words most of the time. You know, it's, oh it's happened to God. me too. <laughs> I'm, literally, I'm literally over here like laughing, crying because he said it and he was like, dude, people pay you a lot of money for you to yell at them and tell them what I just told you. And so you're sitting and I was like, I know, like how, like people do, like people actually pay us money to tell them the same things. And we're the same way we get in our own heads. We do the same thing. And so it's so funny that you need those types of people. You really, really do. Yeah. And it's similar to like friends and also like coaches, you know, one, one mm -hmm. common misconception too is like, Oh, well, one, you like can't be a coach if you don't, you know, if you're not perfect and it's, it's just like not the case, like just because you may, you know, you can still help people, even though the things that you're telling people, you may not always do, mm -hmm. you know, I remember being, I was on a coaching call um, and I was talking with somebody, I was like, do you think, you know, uh, and I was, I was talking about James, I was like, do you think James is, is perfect? And they were kind of like, oh, and I'm like, he's not, he <laughs> makes mistakes all the time. He does things that he, says we shouldn't do you know it's just, he's human but he's he's on a pedestal because he's at a higher level but mm -hmm. he's still human you know and we need somebody there that's just gonna show us what we're not seeing at that time even though we may have the knowledge to see it oh and I love that and I think that is what allows coaches to be so good in what they do because We've been through these things. Our imperfections are what make us good. That's what allows us to be able to see someone's blind spots or to be able to see someone and say, hey, have you thought of it this way? Because I've been through a similar situation and I experienced something like this and this is something that I didn't see, that I see now. And I think that honestly is what makes a coach a good coach is that they're not perfect, that they have experienced those same things that you experience. That's what we can help you with. That's what our job is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so important to, mm -hmm. to have a, a coach. I mean, it's just like an absolute game changer or just friends, you know, that are trying to do the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. I want to shift, I want to shift a little bit here. Um, one thing I often talk about the show, and it's always so interesting to see kind of like the commonalities among people. It's honestly like one of my favorite things because <laughs> I noticed so many of the same things. So for my listeners, it's kind of like, all right, well, how many times do you need to hear this from different people before you start <laughs> doing it? Um, so <laughs> tell me a little bit about kind of uh, your, your daily habits, like morning routines. Do you have anything specific that you do that you just like love and you know, tell people about? So if you could tell me a little bit about that. Sure. I think for me, my morning routine is, is, is typically, especially now with Corona being at home, it looked a lot different like 45 months ago. But now it's really about getting up, getting the kids straight. My youngest goes to school. My husband usually goes into his office and does his work. But I have found that I have to be intentional about this one thing. And I'm always intentional. I like to sit outside. I drink my cup of tea. And I really just write, okay, what am I grateful for today? And this is something that I think being at home has really made me do it more. Because when it was like shifting the kids to school and going to do this, I didn't find time for it. But now I'm at home. So I like am extremely intentional about that. And I try to always do it outside, especially being here. I'm always trying to do it outside. We have like a setup on our patio. We can watch TV out there. We can like sit and that's where I like to do it because I can kind of hear the birds. I can have the sun. And it's one of those ones that I like to start the day like that. Ending the day, 
I really try to end it with the kids. Like I'm with the kids, we're out there jumping and trampoline, we're out there playing, just to kind of end the day with them and making sure, because this is something I struggle. And I'm telling you, like, I, I tell people all the time, COVID-19 was horrible and it, it has this, but it was so helpful in so many ways for so many of us. And I know for me particularly, it really allowed me to bring that joy and for me to slow down because you're in the house three, four months. Like there's not enough time I can be spending in my office doing work. Like I have to get out. And it just allowed me to slow down, put a schedule together, really be intentional about doing my gratitude in the morning, being by myself and spending time with my kids and my husband in the evening. And it's just, I didn't do that before, but those are two must have things that I always build into my schedule because it helps me get my day started and then it helps me end my day with the people that I love the most. And I know for me, those have been tremendous habits that I have really tried to instill. Um, as far as the day goes, I have really been trying to work on blocking, like, like ch or with chunking, I guess they probably call it chunking. But it's like, okay, from this time, especially with two separate businesses, from this time to this time, I'm only working on this because I am literally the a million and one tabs on my, on my computer. And I'm like, my, and, and my husband, he is in the corporate world and does a lot of strategic planning. And he's like, Siobhan, I know you think that you're multitasking, but he's like, it is not productive. It really isn't. And I didn't realize that it wasn't until I started not doing it and realized how much more productive I was. And so only working on this from this time to this time, only working on this from this time. And that has helped me a lot during the day so that I can have that time where I don't do anything before, you know, nine o'clock and I don't do anything after four o'clock. Like literally I've been able to do that because of that chunking and blocking out schedule like that. Yeah. That's such a huge aspect of, of productivity that mm -hmm. we often don't realize we we're capable of. We all, we often think, um, you know, well, if we multitask, you know, we'll get, get more done. Yes. And it's so funny that you brought this example. Cause I, I've been, I had an exact example of this, this, this week, um, because of Joey giving me the kick, you know, in, in our group. Oh, I love Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to be on the show soon. I, <laughs> um, and so it's like, I was like, I want to get this done. Like he kind of was like, all right, well, when are you going to get it done? Like, how long is this going to take? Well, I told him. And then I realized like, I ended up just cramming and again, just being like laser focused, being like, I'm going to get this done. Like, this is my only priority. Nothing mm -hmm. else am I working on. And, and now I realize like I'm getting it done in a quarter of the time wow. that I thought I actually was going to get it done. Yeah. Not even. Close. That is crazy. And I think. It's hard because when you work at home and you're an online entrepreneur, and this is something that I had the conversation, I feel like my husband and I talk all the time about different stuff, but anyway, um, well, obviously, because that's who I'm with all the time now, but he was saying it was so interesting when he sat down and he was like, okay, Siobhan, when you're actually working on things, like you, because in the wedding world, where it's a constant online Instagram, sharing a post, liking a post, engaging. It's a lot of that just to, you know, go, go with the algorithms, all things like that. But I was realizing that I would start and then I would jump to that. And then I would jump to something else. And not, I would he'd be like, okay, what'd you do today? And I'm like, I, I don't really even know what I did. Like, I, I, and so it's like when you sit down and you become intentional and laser focused, Oh my gosh, it's so true. Like I was knocking, when I have days like that, that I am only working on that, I don't have meetings in between, I can truly block things out, my list is done. Like done in no time because I'm so laser focused. And it's just crazy being at home all the time that you don't think about that. That, And I think also being a mom, I'm up trying to do this, I'm putting the laundry in, I had to eliminate all that. Like all of that had to be eliminated. Like I'm going to work. Like I'm in my office now. My door is closed. I have a sign. I'm, like I had to put those things in place because working from home can be hard because you're always up. You always have distractions. And I think that was a game changer for me too, is really putting that in. 
Was that difficult for you to make that transition? I think it was difficult for me. <laughs> and this is what I say all the time. I thought that it was like my kids needed me. I needed to do this. I need to do this. And it really was, I needed to do it. Like it had like, they don't even, they're like, they're like, all right, mom, you go to work. You do like, they, honestly, my kids have always known mommy works on the computer. That's where she makes money. She helps these people. Like they know it. So it was never them. It was always me. It was always me getting up saying, Oh, I got to go put the laundry in. Oh, it's lunchtime. Let me go make lunch for everybody. You know? And they were like, dude, you don't have to make lunch for me, but it was me. So that's such a great question because it was definitely hard on me, but only because I thought it was going to be hard on them and they don't even care. Like they don't care. They really don't. That's so interesting. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're shifting on just, you know, realizing your own, you know, not necessarily limit, limit limitations, but just, yeah. you, you know, we have to wrap ourselves into like, well, why, why are we doing this? Like, what's the real reason, you know, yeah. asking the right questions on like, all right, well, why do I need to do the laundry right now? Like mm -hmm. in the middle of the work day, like, can I do it later? Can I save it for Sunday? You know, it, it's just, yeah, it's such an interesting, those questions, the fact that you were able to realize it was you and not net and not them. Was that a conversation that you had with them? I think my, and once again, this whole COVID, like, because we're all here, normally they're at school. So like when they're normally at school, I don't make lunch for anybody. I barely even eat lunch sometimes because I'm working. But it's now that everyone's here, I was in that mode of, okay, everyone's here. I have to make sure that I do this. I have to make sure that I do this. When, when they weren't here, I didn't worry about it because, no, it was only me here. You know, my husband wasn't here. My kids weren't here. I literally was me and my dog who's actually over there passed out on my couch where she always is. And it's like once everyone came home, it was like, oh, wow, I was in still that mom mode like I'm always in. And it was really, and they were, it wasn't even a conversation. They were like, mom, you don't need to even do that. Like, it, you know, like they just weren't even in the mindset that I had to do it. I thought that I had to do it. And they were like, we don't, we know you're working. And I was like, oh, wow, I am working. I do need to go work. So, yeah, it was definitely an interesting conversation, but more so with myself, not necessarily with him. Yeah. It's so amazing. You know, they're completely understanding and, you know, get it a hundred percent. And we, we often um, give the conversation to them without actually asking, you know, assuming that the people we that are around us are thinking a certain way instead of just like actually asking them, does this bother, does it bother you that I do this? Mm. You know, it's like, Oh no, not at all. Oh wow. Cause I thought it did. And I, you know, it's like, how much did we do that, you know? All the time. All the time. And I think it's so funny that when you just said it like that, it was like that realization, like, oh, my gosh, I'm sure they really were like, no. Like, that's not even anything I think about. But in my mind, I was thinking that they were like, okay, it's lunchtime. Where's mom watching? You know, like, in my mind, that's what I thought. But it was exactly like you just said. They were like, no. Like, it was just, it was crazy. But also very eye-opening. Yeah, and that's good. And hopefully things will kind of get back to normal soon. And uh, mm. But it's it's interesting the way that you talked about this too is that there are a lot of good things that came from this. And I couldn't agree more because I think that it was very eye-opening for many people. Like, wake up. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it was a big disruptor in our lives. And if you were like not happy with your job, you were very aware of it during COVID-19. Oh my gosh, but it, it, I mean, it's so true. I just did, I did a post yesterday and it was one of those ones that when I think about what has come out of COVID, even for me in my business, like before COVID, I was in my bridal brand. I had an idea that I wanted to really go into the business side, the business coaching side, but I talked about it. I'd done, I had done tons of speaking engagements about it but I just never made moves to it because I had my bridal brand and it just wasn't forefront of mind for me. But the minute that this happened, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is the prime time for me to do this because all of my colleagues and fellow wedding and event pros, they had no weddings. 
There were no weddings anymore. There was nothing else for them to be focusing on. So then they were coming to me, okay, Shafan, you've been talking about the digital products. You've been talking about how we need to come online. You've been talking about how we need to talk to our clients. All right, I'm ready to do that now. Whereas before, they weren't worried about it because they had their in-person events. They had their weddings and stuff they were concentrating on. And I think for me, it allowed me to really see, okay, this part is what lights me up. This part is what makes me want to jump out of bed. So excited to create content and do more work for you all. Not that I didn't love my plus size because I still have it. I, I'm never going to, I'm always going to have it. I'm always going to be known as that plus size bridal expert. That's just me. But I realized this was my love over here too. And it allowed me to really create that and, and just lean into that and make that my love now. And I know for a lot of other people, they found a lot of things they didn't like, just as you said, but they found so many things that they loved that they didn't have time to work on before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you're not having to commute and, you know, so all of a sudden there's, there's time available mm -hmm. for you to like rethink, like you said, like a morning routine. I have a friend that like they were they were finally getting into their you know being being home routine and then they had to go back to the office um they're like a small office but mm -hmm. um you know still she was she was upset she's like I was just getting into thing like finally like cooking dinner every day you mm -hmm. know and and so like now that's gone but again like you know you enjoy that time and and maybe you think about it a little differently on mm -hmm. Huh, is there another way that I can keep this going or change my schedule so that I can have the things that I had versus it being like, you know, cut and dry? Like, oh, now I can't do that anymore. You, you start know, realizing you that balance. You start realizing that you can have both. You can, you just might have to adjust some things. Um, I think that's very interesting. I know there's been a lot of people who've been experiencing that. As well as a lot of people, like when you said they have to go back to work and they're like, I don't know if I want to go back. Like I've been seeing that a lot. And I'm like, yeah, because you got a taste of what it's like to work from home. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you did. And people, there are a lot of people that are like, I don't know if I want to go back. Like, I don't know if that's what I want to do anymore. And I'm like, wow. Like just imagine that feeling of like knowing, like, I don't know if that's what I'm meant to do anymore. I think it might be this. I think that's just crazy and exciting for people too. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I think it's so cool. I think it's so awesome that people, mm -hmm. you, you just get so wrapped up and this is how it is. This is how I'm doing things. You know, you go to work, you get home, you eat dinner, you know, you, you do it all again. And this was just such a disruptor in like, well, now that my job has changed, do I even like my job? Is there other jobs out there? Like, is there something that I could do that I really love to do? And, you know, so people finally, it's amazing what happens when you take a moment and just like have the, the time to pause mm -hmm. and reflect. And that's what, that was what forced, it was forced people yes. to reflect on their lives. Like, I know, and it's gone the other side where people have like left marriages oh, and yeah. I've been seeing that a lot. I mean, totally related to this, but yes, I've been seeing it. And then, and I told my husband, I was like, well, if you think about it, you're not going to work. You're at home. Like you're really, if there were any fractures or anything, like they're going to be made apparent because like you said, you're forced together. So yeah, I think it has definitely been a lot for a lot of people in good and bad ways. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. Um, mm -hmm. But hopefully it's more good than bad. And, and we'll see as things kind of progress. Uh, I like to see the, the pros and everything. Oh, me too. Um, so I want to shift back a little bit too to, to what you mentioned earlier, because it's, it was very similar to um, what I do on my morning routine. And you oh. mentioned starting your day gratitude, sitting outside, drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what I do. So I wanted to dive a little deeper into the more like specific of that in okay. regards to like how you go about doing that. You know, is it like three things you're grateful for? Is it like just what you're feeling you're grateful for? Is it like the same things? Like, I don't know, what's, what's kind of like your process with that? Sure. I think for me, I have two processes that I do. First one is, it's just the three things I'm grateful for. And it's specific to that day. And a lot of times I'll even kind of wrap it into what I'm grateful for either right then or like from yesterday. 
So it's very immediate in that way. But I also um, do journaling. So I have, and this is kind of goes into me and my, um, just my spirituality and Krishna and stuff like that is I have a journal that just kind of gives me a Bible verse. And so there I'll read the Bible verse. I'll then write it out. And then from there it asks like different prompts about what does this relate to you? How are you feeling about what's going on in your life? That type of stuff. So that is the other part of what I do with that gratitude in the morning as well. Very cool. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of done for you. Give you, you know, gives you the prompts and mm-hmm. makes it a little easier. Um, and I know just, that. And then I reflect on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I know that can be sometimes, you know, people struggle to like get started with like an open prompt journal Yeah. and it definitely helps to have some help and you can find one that's fits for you. Like that's really cool mm-hmm. that you have one specifically for Christianity. You know, you, mm-hmm. you believe in it and, and you want to, you know, use that as part that's really cool um i had one that was like the five minute journal um yeah it's just basically it just has the prompts for you um tim ferris had recommended it and basically it was like three things you're grateful for and then there was also a quote at the top and then it would be uh an affirmation and um and that would be the morning prompt and then you had like a nighttime prompt also but it's like makes it a lot easier when they just like give it for you. Was it hard for you to like start this journaling process, this gratitude journal, or, you know, did you struggle picking it up at first? I think I have always, cause I started with the one that was the Bible verse. I've always had that. And literally when I go through it and it's like different themes. So like the one I'm in right now is hope. So, and I will say for me, even when I look back, Like I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember that time. Like what I was struggling with, you know, what we were going through because I look back at it. So I started off there because with the prompts, then I started really getting into the gratitude one. Um, And that one was easier because I had the prompts here. So it was easier for me to go into the gratitude. Oh, these are the three things I'm grateful for because I kind of already had the one that was the journal prompts. But I think if I had to just write them out, I don't know if I'd be able to do it that well. Like I do well with prompts for me. I do well with prompts and that kind of gets my mind going thinking as opposed to just writing the three things down. I feel like I just write them down and I don't write anything else, but the prompts kind of help me along the way for me, at least that's what works for me. Yeah. I think it definitely, it helped me to get, get started for, so if Mm -hmm. there's anyone listening, like finding something with prompts definitely makes it a little easier until you can, either work your way up to the open prompt if you want to get there or you just keep using the you know mm-hmm. pre-prompt ones which is you know great also um now one thing you mentioned was that you actually like go back and you look at the the older stuff how often do you do that is that like do you have that oh, routine nick oh my gosh like because even and i and i am a hoarder i'm a hoarder so like I have ones that I have gone back and looked at and my oldest is 14 that I've gone back and looked at before when we were trying to get pregnant, like when we were just married, like honeymoon time, like, oh my, like I have gone back and looked that far because I keep all of them. Um, as far as when I do it, for me, I find that I do it when I'm feeling, like when I'm feeling a certain way, that sounds crazy. But like, if I'm feeling a certain way and I'm like, oh, you know, I just need to be reminded or I'm just kind of stuck with something and I just need something to remind me of a different time or remind me of a different struggle to kind of take my mind off of whatever struggle I'm going through now, that's when I will tend to go back through them. Um, and but it's not necessarily like I do it once a month or anything like that. It's kind of a feeling. Whenever I'm feeling a certain type of way, that's when I'm like, you know what? I think I need to go back and look at my journals. And it never fails. Whatever I'm dealing with at the time, and I'll go back and look at something that was even greater than what I'm dealing with. It's just I don't worry about what I'm dealing with right now. You know, it's one of those ones like, oh, remember this time when I, we were dealing with this, which is. 10 times worse than what we're dealing with right now and it just sets my mind at ease because it's like oh you know you got through that you can get through this that's amazing that's Mm -hmm. so awesome and i don't personally i don't think that's hoarding you may me you may hoard other things but i don't think 
that we're <laughs> holding on to your older journals because that's something that I've made a point of where I've started to, I have started to get a, a pretty nice collection now mm -hmm. of journals that are, you know, where you're just like going through and you're like, oh man, I got to buy another journal. Yeah. Um, which is like so cool because I think it is cool to be able to look back on that. Like, I don't have any plans on throwing that out. Like I want to have these journals for a long time to be able to reflect on them. Mm -hmm. You know, I even have, um, pages like marked, but in the like couple of years that I've been doing it, there's only two pages marked. So I'm like very particular about the marking Ooh. pages. It's not a, it's not a common thing. It's a life changing mark you know mm -hmm. which is like really cool i don't know hey have you ever done anything like no that? i'm trying to think i don't i've never marked them like that um no i've never marked them now that like i'm thinking and i'm kind of like thinking through all my journals i've never marked them like that but so you just mark them like that was a key point like that was a key entry i guess you could say that's what you that's why you mark it yeah it was a key uh day basically in in my journey so like oh, one of them cool. uh, and i actually talked about it on um one of the recent episodes where i decided that i wasn't going to do um the course for the company that i had been working for and do it for myself and oh, wow. and i just knew that that was like a massive decision um and it was and it totally changed the course of my life in making that decision because it made me realized that I was going to be starting my own business, mm -hmm. you know, that I was going to go all in on that, that I was going to make that leap that it was like, oh my gosh, you're actually going to do this. Um, and I was really excited. And I just knew that this was a, a pivotal, you know, moment in my life. And I was like, I need to mark this right now. Like this is a, this is a monumental thing. And then, and then it happened again, um, recently, um, as well. So it's just like, that's cool. Yeah. That's real, like, that's like goosebumps, like chill type cool. You know, like, wow. Yeah, no, I've, that, I haven't marked anything like that, but those are some good marks though. That's yeah, and I, I think marks. that's awesome though. I think it's really important that we take some time to like reflect mm -hmm. on, you know, what we've done and, and having like documentation of ourself um, and hearing our thoughts, um, you know, hearing what's going on during that, that time and like what you're thinking about mm -hmm. do you talk to yourself like in your journal do you say like you're talking to yourself or I'm just curious how you how you write it no I'm but no I, I'm like today I you know so it's like I'm talking like I'm talking yeah that makes sense I think I'm weird like so I, you I, do I, like so you write like Nick sometimes yeah hmm. like yeah where it's like a different person like, hey, Nick, you're doing great. Like, this was a good day. You know, take notice of this, of what you got done today and how much you achieved. Um, keep up the great work. Like, I... That's, I, I kind of like that, actually. Like, it's almost giving that congratulations, that affirmation, that reinforcement to yourself. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, it's like self-talk, again, like understanding that aspect of how we're communicating with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, I have to look back on maybe one of those days and be, and then I'm like reading through it and it's like, man, this like, look how far you've come from, from where you are now. And I'll be reading this a year later. And so to a year later, read me saying, look how far you've come from before. It's going to be like, mm. when it's another year later, be like, oh my gosh, well, I'm like way further than even when I was, when I wrote that. So like, again, cool. like what you said, bringing back that, that perspective, um, but like, I think what we say in our journals is, is very important because the, mm. what we say in our journal is what we're saying in our head more often than not. Oh my gosh. I think that's so, that's so true. And it's funny because when I do with a lot of my bridal brands, I do a lot of self-talk, negative self-talk, what you say to yourself. And I'm always saying that you need to verbalize it because you don't even know what all is up there unless you're truly verbalizing all the negative things you say, all the things that you say in your head, they don't become real until you verbalize them. So I always have people like write them out and say them, but that speaks exactly to that. And when I'm thinking what I've written, like the things that I'm thinking about in my, that I've written in my journal, 
there are there are things that I don't I wouldn't say out normal. Like I wouldn't say out loud. You know, the fears that I have, the um insecurities that I have, even sometimes the happiness that I feel is not necessarily something that I'm gonna say outright. So it is so true that when I think back to the things that I've put in there and that I've said, they are things that I wouldn't normally say, that I wouldn't normally, you know, say outright. So it is for 100% all the things that are in our heads that do deserve to be out, that do deserve to be written down. Oh, I love that so much. Just it made me think of those two things that I'm always saying, and it's so true. Yeah, and I think that just the reflection in general is, is, is helps um, on a daily basis. I, I have like a nightly reflection that's an open prompt. That, mm-hmm. That's what I was like talking about where I'm talking to myself. Um, do you have any like nightly routines or is it primarily just like your morning routine? Um, sometimes I usually always try to do the gratitude one in the morning. Sometimes depending on time wise, I'll do the journaling, like the open ended journaling and my Bible verses at night. Because with those, sometimes I find that I can journal better at night because I can talk about the day as opposed to when I'm doing my gratitude stuff. It's like, what am I grateful for that's happened yesterday or for today? It's just a little bit easier to do those in the morning and then do the journaling at night. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been so awesome. Um, One thing I always like to kind of ask before we, before we wind down here, um, have you had any, um, and this is, this is a, it's really for me, not for the listeners. Um, but do you have any like books that like you absolutely love that have just been like life changing books or books that you, you constantly recommend to people? Oh, I have read, um, all of Rachel Hollis's books. I love her. I know she has her own She's not a fan for everybody, but I know for me and a lot of the struggles that I've dealt with in dealing with being plus size and just how I look, as well as being confident and just taking charge of myself and what I want, those books, and she has two, both of them have been very monumental about just being a female and going after for what I want, as well as being a mom, because I think a lot of times with being a mom as well as a business owner, it's a lot wrapped up in there. It's a lot of that mom guilt. It's a lot of that I'm working and I can't be with you right now. So I think she speaks to that a lot. And I love, love, love her for that. Um, So those are two books um, that I love from her. I think her first one is Girl, Wash Your Face. And the second one, I can't remember what the second one is. But it's the same. It's like Stop 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 Apologizing. Stop stop Apologizing, yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but those are ones that I'll even like pick them up if I'm having a rough day and I have certain like pages that are bookmarked in it that I'm like, okay, that resonates with me. I just need to hear that again. I just need to hear that message again. So those are the two books that I always go to constantly. Just pick them up for certain things. I've seen her live. Have you seen her live? Oh my gosh, she's good live. I love, and see, I think she also resonates with me because I love her stage presence. You know, it's one of those ones that, when I walk into a room and I step on a stage, I want to have that same type of stage presence, that same type of commanding an audience and really having the audience hanging on every word, which is what she does. And so that's one thing that I really like about her is her stage presence. And that's what I love to think about for myself when I'm on stage and when I'm doing stuff is that stage presence and that personality. And you know exactly what you're going to get when she steps on that stage. And that's what people want. So yes, that is, I love, love, love that about her. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. I knew she was awesome when I watched her and was like, man, I am not a woman or a mom. And this was awesome. <laughs> you know, cause she does talk about it a lot, even in just yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, just like a general admission. There's like thousands of men in this room, but like, I was still like, man, this was so good. Like she talked she a lot is. about being a woman and a kid, but I, there was, it was still like, so powerful and she's mm-hmm. just super real and that's like something that i think is easy to get on board with where oh, yeah. she is like super super authentic it's like and so that's obvious for me that's why 
I really gravitated to her is because of that. Like she literally embodied everything and not let's say her personal life or anything like, but just her stage presence and how she commands a room and what she's done with her business. Like it's just, that's the part that really resonates with me and makes me think that's what I want. I want to attain that. And that's the inspiration I look up to. And that's why when I'm having those moments, I'll go to these certain bookmark pages because I know, okay, this is what I need to hear right now. She's going to say exactly what I need to hear. And so, yes, it's so funny because people say, even my husband, He's like, who is this chick you're listening to? She actually is pretty good. And he's like completely corporate, all like no woo, nothing. <laughs> and he's like, I really like her. She's really good. And I'm like, I know. So it's funny you said that because he says the same thing. Yeah, she's she's got fire. And, and you're not the first person to, to recommend her on this show. Mm-hmm. You know, it just says a lot about her. I actually bought her book for my mom. Um, yeah, it's pretty it's funny. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm t- it's, it's good. And like I said, it's one of those ones where if I'm having a hard day, that's where I go to. Like I, I have certain like chapters, certain things that I'm like, okay, I need to hear that right now. I need to hear it. And I actually have hardback and I have audible. So it's like, if I just want to hear it, then I can hear it or if I want to read it. So yeah, no, she's a, I, she's a good recommendation. Awesome. Love it. Cool. Perfect. Um, last, last thing. Um, what's the best place for somebody to get in touch or, or follow you? Sure. Um, okay. So I have two brands. So bridal brand is pretty pear bride and that is pear is in the fruits P E A R. And then for my business brand, it's just chiffon Myers.com. And, um, all social handles the same, everything the same. And you can always look me up, Google me. It'll come up. Awesome. Love <laughs> it. Thank you so much for Siobhan. I knew this was going to be a lot of fun and it was, you did not disappoint. I'm sure you'll be oh, back yay. for a second round. Um, so thank you so much for your time and I'm sure we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. I knew it was going to be good too. (laughs) And remember everyone, thanks for listening and let's keep growing together. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it, and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J-B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.